the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and he knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust him, lean on him, and to acknowledge him. Whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on him and him alone to uniquely perform his good and perfect work within us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. And Lord, we thank you that we can give you energy and worship. You don't want a tired, dead praise. Thank you for those who are worshiping at home back in the Spirit Center here in the sanctuary in all the various locations. Who am I to stand and preach a glorious gospel such as this? I rejoice in the day that you call me to preach the glorious gospel and to be able to preach it for 40 years and to give leadership for 40 years. I've been working for you a long time, but I'm not tired yet. Thank you for the privilege of preaching. Father, this is my desire that I just preach my way on to heaven, knowing that any Sunday could be my last Sunday as well as any Sunday could be the saints last Sunday sitting in that chair. We don't know what's going to happen from one week to the next. This is why we should make every worship experience count for time and eternity. Father, let those who have ears to hear, hear what the Spirit of God has to say. Help them to document truth, to be attentive with receiving what you're saying so that our lives can go to the next level by your Holy Spirit's power. Father, restrain the devil from distracting the people from the message. May we leave excited about what we received in Jesus' name. And all God's children said. We have a three-part message on giving. Uh, you say, oh, no, not giving. Well, I tell you what, my giving is a, com- this mes- these messages are quite complete, so don't shut down because in these economic times, you really need everything you can get. And the media, I'm going to say some things the media won't tell you. So you need to tune in, tune on. I'm trying to save you some time. I'm trying to save you some money. And I'm trying to save you f- from being in debt because Christmas is just about here. And I'm trying to head you off at the path. <laughs> So I want you to get what you have come for so that you will be a prepared people this holy day Advent season. 
In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6, you'll find a familiar passage, a phrase there that says, Now godliness with contentment is great gain. Now godliness with contentment is great gain. I want to preach this morning on the value of financial contentment. The value of financial contentment. We live in a world where it is quite difficult to be content because of so many commercials, so many advertisements, so many special promotions. Uh, We have discounts and sales as well as the increase of delivery services right to your door designed to create an insatiable desire for us to purchase more. The world does not want us to be satisfied because they can't make money if if you are satisfied. They want to create a spirit of discontentment within you so that you'll spend your money because of discontentment. Satisfied people don't spend much money. I told you, you're not going to hear this on the radio in the ads. Therefore, their goal is to inundate you with so many new things, with more features, with more upgrades that make life so easier. And to lure you into purchasing an item you don't need anyhow. If they can get you to be discontented, say discontented. Say it one more time, discontented. All those advertisements that comes on, on, on the website, on the television, everything is to create within you a discontented spirit so that you will buy. Then they have you right where they want you, and you will find yourself making that purchase even when you said you wouldn't buy it. Now, salespersons, they position themselves in the right location, in the airport. They know you're coming by. They position themselves in the mall, in the checkout lines, at the grocery store, at gas station, especially events, the internet, and even on your cell phone to harass and pressure you to purchase their products. Beloved, if you do not have a contented spirit, you are going to find yourself entangled in financial debt, you're going to find yourself full of regrets and you will not be a godly steward of the resources God has entrusted to you. What is contentment in Christ so that you can get the vision of contentment? What is contentment in Christ? Contentment in Christ is to be satisfied in him. It is to be satisfied in him. It is, it is to possess sufficiency in Christ, knowing that he's enough for you. Uh, contentment in Christ is, is not to, to depend on anything 
not to depend on anyone but Christ. Yeah, when you trust in Christ, you're satisfied. When you're trusting Christ, you're contented. When you're trusting Christ, you're free. You're free. True contentment is to have total dependence and reliance on Christ. I reiterate, true contentment is to have total dependence and reliance on Christ. Contentment is to experience freedom in Christ. And I'm mighty afraid I'm preaching to somebody on radio, on social media, here in the Spirit Center, at home. You've lost your freedom because of financial debt. It is contentment. It is to have peace and quietness of mind. Peace and quietness of soul. Rest in the soul. Rest in the spirit. Regardless of your circumstances. Uh, It is to believe Christ without a doubt that he's enough for you. If you don't get another dime, if you don't buy another car, if you don't buy another piece of jewelry, you don't buy another shoe, if you don't buy another ring, if you don't buy another, another, (laughs) he's enough for you. In prayer meeting, uh, less, less, uh, Wednesday, I know y'all said, what is prayer meeting? <laughs> uh, we do have prayer meeting. I, 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 I said, you know, the, the fires of Maui and uh, the, the uh, floods can come and all these things. If, if the officer knocked and bammed on your door and said, you have 30 minutes to get out, what would you take? What, what, what would you take? Would it be the diamonds, the watch, the ring, maybe a picture? You know, over in the Ukraine, when those bombs were falling and they were fleeing, they just grabbed a few things and they fled for their lives and they left, they left, they left their livelihood. They left everything. And you, can only, you can only run with so much. God is teaching us, and he wants to teach you these next few days, that you need to realize life is fragile. It's fragile. And we are in troubling times, but as long as God is on the throne, we don't have to worry about these troubling times. Do I have a witness out there? How many of you believe that God is on the throne? How many of you believe that God's enough for you? How, how many of you have been, been with him long enough to know that he's a come-through God and he's on time? Do I have a witness out there? Yeah, yeah. Is God enough for you? What hinders contentment in Christ? There's some things that you've got to reckon with because there are things that keeps you and me and, and all of us, if the truth be told, from being contented in Christ if we allow it. So what keeps us from being contented in Christ? And I made a short list that's not a comprehensive list by no means. What hinders contentment? Financial debt, debt will rob you of your contentment. Greed, 
You always want more and more and more. You'll work on Sunday. You'll work 12 hours. You'll work 15 hours and can't give God one hour on Sunday. Family conflict will rob you of your contentment. You just fight. Your, your husbands and wife look at each other cross-eyed. You fuss about the toast being burned. You the, the, the grocery list not being fulfilled when going to the, gro the grocery store. Uh, you, 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 unforgiveness brings uh, a lack of contentment. It hinders contentment. Uh, a judgmental and critical spirit hinders contentment. Pride sure hinders contentment. If you're prideful, thank you all that and thank you, you got it. God will take it to let you know you're not in control. God knows how to humble you. You can have it today and you can lose it all today. As a matter of fact, you don't think you can lose it, just die. Just die. You may as well as go and enjoy life, and uh, it's nothing wrong with making money. It's nothing wrong with having money. It's nothing wrong with having a whole lot of money. It's, it's not a sin to be rich. It, it's a sin to not uh, acknowledge God and keep him first in the wealth. And just because a person is poor don't mean they're saved. They can be poor and be just as lost as they can be. You know, yeah. Rich folk go to hell, and rich folk go to heaven. Poor folk go to hell, and there are poor folk that go to heaven. They're both. Pride is a killer. It hinders your contentment. Living in sin hinders your contentment. That's why I say get out of sin. You know when you're sinning. Don't act like you don't know that. You know, you're not married to somebody, and you're sleeping with them. You know you're sinning. Your mother don't have to tell you you just sinned. I didn't get one amen. <laughs> Y'all didn't know that? Uh, uh, social isolation can lead to uh, discontentment. You just isolate yourself in. You shut yourself up. You're scared of this happening. Scared somebody's going to rob you. Well, they can rob you in your house. You don't have to be, are you scared somebody's going to shoot you if you go to the store, if you go to the movies? Listen, living in fear is a horrible thing. I'm not going to let anyone box me into a corner. I'm going to enjoy my life, live it to the fullest, and I'm not going to be in some corner scared of what might happen to me. You're scared to fly because of turbulence. You're scared to drive at night because you figure some drunkard's going to be on the wrong side of the road. Well, listen, they're on the wrong side of the road in day. <laughs> Social isolation. You just scared you're going to get the virus? Folk have gotten the virus staying at home. At home. Didn't go anywhere and still got it. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Uh, love of money and material things brings this contentment, jealousy. You're jealous, jealous of what other folk have. Jealousy is a horrible thing. It's all over the Bible. A lot of scriptures on jealousy. Because people, are, they've been jealous so long, they don't even realize they're jealous. Perfectionism hinders contentment. Unrealistic expectations hinder, content, hinder contentment. Anger and holding a grudge hinders contentment. Negativity hinders contentment. You're just negative. You, you come to church, you find all the folk. You find everything but Jesus. A, a spirit of ingratitude hinders contentment. A controlling and manipulative spirit hinders contentment. A competitive 
spirit, you always want to compete and outdo somebody else. Uh, lack of self-control brings uh, uh, hinders contentment. It, uh, listening to satanic thoughts. Do you realize Satan can put a thought on your mind about your husband, you brace it as true, and you mad as I don't know what at your husband, and Satan put that thought on your mind, or vice versa, on the wife or on the husband. He just put it on your mind, you embrace it, and you're, you're a hot mess, hot mess. And then you listen to voices out there, the voices of the pundits, the, po- the voices of influential people, voices of politicians, the voices of academia, and, and listen to all this stuff, and uh, many of them are speaking hellishly, not all of them, and uh, you can end up a hot mess, all of which will hinder your contentment, and that's just a short list. Why are many believers not content? You young folk, I wished I had this when I was your age. It is, this, the word of God will set you above, save you a whole lot of trouble if you just activate these godly principles now. You get blessed, you'll be ahead, and you'll prosper, and you won't live in perpetual brokenness. All lessons do not have to be hard learned. So why are many believers not content? Number one, they love the world and the things in it. Many people, particularly believers, love the world and the things in it. First John 2.15 says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Beloved, it is impossible to love the things of this world system and possess a contented spirit. This is why it is so critical that we love the Lord above all else because he satisfies us in the midst of a discontented world. He satisfies us in the midst of an enticing, alluring world. He satisfies us in the midst of a greedy world. In the midst of all of this, you can have contentment and satisfaction, and people look at you and see you so satisfied. They say, why are you so happy? You say, I got Jesus, and he's enough for me. uh, Number two, believers lack contentment because they covet what others have. They lack contentment because they covet what others have. Uh, Exodus chapter 20, verse 17 says, You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife. You leave my wife alone, I leave yours alone, and we'll be just fine. You shall not cover his male servant, or his female servant, or his ox, or his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. Covetousness is to have a burning desire to have more. Covetousness is to have a burning desire to have more. It is to crave material possessions and to be actually and literally consumed with an insatiable desire and thirst for what other people possess. You see what you like and you want what you like and you get it even if you have to steal it. Beloved, you are destined to be exploited by Satan and chastened by God if you do not ask him to help you overcome a covetous spirit. The Gospel of Luke chapter 12 verse 15 says, And he said to them, Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. That doesn't define you. That doesn't define you. 
You have a whole lot of stuff and just be psycho. You have a lot of stuff. Your mind is unstable. You have, you have a whole lot of stuff and, 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 you, and you're just uh, a worry wart and all these kinds of things. He said, people die, you say, well, how much did they take? How much with them? Nothing. You came with nothing. You're going to leave with nothing. Matter of fact, it's good for you to spend some of it. I'm, I'm talking to those who know you have it. You got a, quite a bit of it. I'm not saying spend it all. And I'm not saying, but, you, but it's good for you to spend some of it. You, I tell you what, you die. Your children are not going to have problems spending it. <laughs> Go have problem. They say, okay, mama, okay. <laughs> They're not going to have problems. They're not going to. They're going to say thank you. They're going to say thank you, thank you. Mama was good. Eleven, and you ought to live in inheritance for your children and your children's children. That you ought to do. Now, if they're not responsible, don't you leave a whole lot of money to them because they're just going to shipwreck themselves and you'll destroy them. You have to help them another way. You have to ask the Lord to show you how to help uh, those who cannot be fiscally responsible. So you have to help them another way. Thirdly, believers are not content because of the fear of missing out on the big sale. Believers are not content because of the fear of missing out on the big sale. Matthew 16, 26 says, for what good will it do a person if he gains the whole world but loses soul? Or what will a person give in exchange for his soul? Those Black Friday, early morning, people wrapped around the store, running over each other, grabbing taking stuff out of other folk baskets, slapping folk, tussling, bustling. And get home and the thing don't even work. (laughs) You got to go back to the refund line. (laughs) It, It is amazing how believers will go all the way across town through traffic to spend money on expensive gas, waste time and energy, and travel in the rain, cats and dogs, even on Sunday, can't get to church to get a 10% discount. (laughs) You lost that in the and driving. You know how much gas is? Your, your discount is gone. You've taken a loss just driving across town. But they make excuses for not driving all the way across town to a good Bible teaching church. Furthermore, if believers possess the same passion for the Lord's work as they do for shopping in malls and online, it would truly transform their lives. This is why I'm preaching so hard this sermon just prior to the Christmas season. And I pray that this message will restrain you from being carried away by the hype of the season only to result in January blues when the debt comes due. You know it comes due. Oh, it comes due. You, oh, you happy Christmas. You just, here's your credit card. It's just, 
And then all of a sudden, here's 50 invoices. Here's, here's, here's all this stuff coming. They're all over your feet. They're around your ankles. They're covering your desk. You're having a panic attack. And you hit yourself saying, what was I thinking? Number four. <laughs> I got a few more and I'll be done, but you need this. Some discontented believers are depressed and stressed and often engage in retail therapy, which is to shop with the primary purpose of altering their moods. You know, if they shop, they'll be a little bit more happier. Proverbs 12, 25 says, anxiety in a person's heart weighs it down, but a good word makes it glad. And I'm giving you a good word this morning because it's God's word. Beloved, when your spirit or mood is not right, please stay away from overeating. When your mind and your mood is not right, stay away from alcoholic beverages, self-isolation. Stay away from tobacco products, vaping, drugs, and impulsive shopping, all of which will ruin your finances. Believe me, you do not want to go shopping when you're not in the right frame of mind. Number five. Many believers are not content because they desire to impress others. Why are you going to impress somebody you don't, that don't like you anyhow? Philippians 2 and 3 says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. This is the word. The believer's goal in living the Christian's life should be to please and glorify Christ. And when this is our aim and purpose, we will not allow Satan to distract us with futile efforts to impress others. When Paul says, do not try to impress others. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.